It's that time of the week again. It's that time when the latest episode of Digital Kill the Radio Star drops. Drop! It's time to waste another hour or so with David and Chris as they spout out more of their worthless music knowledge. It's time to hear them discuss the music of their youth. As well as the music of today. So kick back, relax, and have some fun with David and Chris. Digital Kill the Radio Star starts right now. All right, so we're here at uh, Nashville Rocky Pod for our first interview of the day. Caitlin is with us again, and so is Chris. And I'm going to throw it to Caitlin and let him introduce our first guest. Yeah, guys, this is a this is a big honor for me and uh, a longtime fan of uh, the gentleman that just sat down with us, Tony Harnell. I mean, it's not lost on anyone. Obviously, his time with uh, with TNT, but uh, a lot of other uh, materials, well, Morning Wood and some solo material, and, and more recently the uh, the new Starbreaker that's just absolutely killer. So, without further ado, Tony, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, it's uh, it's uh, you know your your career has uh, been an interesting one. You know, about being a young kid and you know getting connected with Ronnie and you know how in the world your demos made it over to uh, to Norway. I mean, I, I I don't know. Maybe you yeah. don't even know that. But, no, I, I, we still don't know. <laughs> I think he knows. But I'm not sure if he even right? knows. Yeah, yeah, it's right here. But. Yeah, Tony, how did you get connected with Don Lawrence way back when? I mean, if my understanding's right. I mean, obviously a very you know renowned vocal teacher. Yeah, you were kind of one of his first uh, was, students or connections. I was, I was one of his first rock students. Yeah, um, it's very simple and it's very organic too. My mother, who was an opera singer, wanted to uh, take lessons from a pop singer. Uh, from a pop teacher. She wanted to learn how to sing pop, so which is a very different technique than opera. And uh, she literally opened up this newspaper in New York called The Village Voice, and she just looked in the back where all the voice teachers were listed, and she just kind of, he looks good, and she, and she called him. She took a couple lessons, and when I turned, uh, when I turned, 18 for my birthday she bought me a package of lessons and I started with him and I, I started with him for about six months straight which changed everything for me I mean he we were a great team he was he was kind of like I think in some ways um, felt like I was like this, this perfect sort of um, canvas for him to to help you know guide um, and, and he did wonderful things for me. I noticed changes right away, and uh, I'm so grateful that I that I went at that that young in age. It, it's, it carried me. I mean, it, it made it made all the difference in the world. Look, but you know, he's he's probably one of, in my opinion, he's, he's got to be the best or one of the best teachers 
out there um, because of his knowledge. But he can't make a he can't make a bad singer great. But he certainly, if you have the tools, you might still have a voice when you're my age. You know, which is which is I'm lucky. I'm very very I'm very very blessed. And I'll tell you I'll tell you one of the, the the interesting things. I've always thought this because I've I've heard you say it on more than one occasion. And you know, it, it's 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 certainly not lost on anyone your vocal and technical ability. And I've heard you say on more than one occasion how that may be critically important, but equally as important, you feel like, is the ability for a singer to connect with the song and know when it's time to just sing the song and you know not focus so much or fall into a trap of potentially over singing. Um, or, or pushing too hard, and I've, I've always liked that about you because it's, it seems like you know when to ebb and flow appropriately. If you know what I mean? It's just it's just an instinct, you know. I I, uh, I don't know why. I, I guess probably the well, I probably could attribute it to all the great singers I listened to growing up my whole life, and and still get inspired by. Um, you have to, you have to take in what the great, what you're. If somebody says, if you're a singer and you say, I love uh, Freddie Mercury, and then I hear you sing and I don't hear even. It doesn't matter if your voice sounds different, but if I don't hear even a slight bit of a, a little nuance that Freddie had, you're not getting it. Listen again. You know, and that's what I did as a youngster. I don't know, maybe again, my mom being an opera singer, I listened differently than a lot of people do, and I took I took it all in, and I, I, that, that helped me a lot. Sure. You know, I mean, those guys were my teachers. They were as much my teachers as I was, if not more. So. Yeah. yeah. You know, Tony, when you when you think about, uh, and then I want to step into some of the the more recent things that uh, that you're doing with Starbreaker and the, the ten thousand. Uh, 10,000, tell me the tour, I'm sorry, the date. 10,000 miles to go. 10,000 miles yeah. to go, that's right. Before what, we it, step what it means basically is, it's obviously a takeoff, it's a spinoff of the song, but it's roughly, the, the flight that I took so often in my life was New York, Oslo, and that's about 10,000 miles round trip, and I did that flight more than any other flight I've ever done in my life. Okay, yeah, okay. When you think about your career, not just with TNT, I mean, you know, the other things that you've done, but when you do, I mean, obviously the legacy um, that you've cemented with TNT and beyond is, is in concrete and that's not moving. You're still doing it. When you think back, for you personally, I mean, what is perhaps the most fulfilling or, or gratifying and proudest moment, if you can point to, to you know, uh, one of those in your, in your career? Oh. That's not a loaded question, is it? Well, I mean, it's pretty cool that on September 16th, I'm, I'm going to be the only American inducted into the um, Norwegian Popular Music Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. And um, I would say there's been a lot of really great things, and it's really cool that at this stage of the game, I'm, you know, what the hard work we put in is still being kind of recognized. And, and you know, it's, it's some people kind of... Is it important? It's not going to change my life in any major way, but it feels really good um, to have people acknowledge you in that way. Um, but um, there's been a lot of things. I mean, really, just getting getting a record deal with a, with the biggest label in the world at 21 years old was overwhelmingly. I wish I appreciated it more then. I appreciate it so much now, but I wish when I was in the moment, I could have really. You know, when you're 21, you. And, and, and coupled with age as well as at that time, you're probably just 
it's such a machine, I would imagine, that you're just kind of in the moment, just going going through it and going with it, and it, yeah. challenging to sit back and take it in, perhaps. Yeah. All of that's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, talk to us a little bit about the new Starbreaker record that came out earlier this year. I mean, it's, uh, it's phenomenal. I know you've Thank done you. several records with that uh, uh, with the, with Maggie's, that band. And, yeah. Yeah. Talk talk to us about that. Well, I mean, I'm really proud of it. It, it came out great, um, especially considering those records are done long distance. Um, there's really not a producer, uh, so it's all up to Magnus and I. I have to produce. I have to write the songs together with him. Again, long distance. And then go in and and record my vocals, produce my vocals, write write as I go. It's it's a process. Um, so they're hard to do. Considering that it came out, this came out, this one really really good. Yeah. I think it might be the best of the three. It's great. I mean, I tell you, the the, the, the drums as well sound yeah. amazing. I'm not I sure know. who you had. On. I think it's the best production too of oh, all it's three just, albums. It sounds yeah. great. It's uh, and it's Swedish. heavy. I tell it you. Is, yeah. I mean, it's it's really it's got some some drive to it. It's sure. heavy, but it's very melodic and very song oriented. You know, you can really sink into the songs if you give it a chance and listen yeah. to it. Yeah. yeah. And the lyrics are incredibly important on the record as well. Sure. Sure. You know, I, I, to, to rewind maybe just just a bit. I mean, you know, uh, you 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 know, uh, had some time with with Skid Row. I know it was fairly short lived, but yeah. I'll tell you from from a fan's perspective, um, and you know, not just the three of us kind of talking to you, but I mean, you know, uh, the fans were, uh, were 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 pretty excited. You know, when, yeah. when you were with I that was, band, I was and, uh, pleasantly it, surprised. Yeah, that they, they, I was. I thought I was pretty well received. Um, you know, I I don't look at at the uh, a lot of the comments um, on social media I try not to um, because Michael and I were talking about this uh, last night um, that uh, you know you could get 200 great comments and that one that one shitty one will stick with you that's you know? the one you will, that's the one you ponder yeah over so I don't I try not to look at any of it because honestly it doesn't matter. I mean, at the end of the day, I know, I know for each show, when I go to sleep at night, I'm hyper aware of what moments were not so great, if there were some, and I just go with that. So, Tony, you've had a, you know, you've had a really long career. I like asking people this. The music business has obviously changed many times. In, in your in your lifetime, yeah. Um, what is it about like things like this, like podcasting? Because before, let's say you were, I don't know, whatever radio station you wouldn't talk to, there may be thirty thousand people listening to it. But in reality, there may only been a thousand people that were probably interested in music, like like people like us are. And this is a medium that you can come to, and everybody that listens to this podcast is a music nut. Is that? Is that kind of is a different way of marketing yourself now versus like in the past you would try to cast a wide net and now you're able to kind of shoot fish in a barrel? It's the bits of the social media is a, is an amazing tool if you use it right. You can you can use it very incorrectly, um, and I, I have done that, and, uh, and probably everybody has um, to some degree. And we all you know we all had to learn. You know how to how to actually take advantage of it, and I'm I'm still I'm not great at it, but I'm I'm better than some and not as good as others. You know, um, the, the young the youngsters are amazing because they grew up with it. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's great to... I, I, I came in today, and I had two young bands, rock, rock bands, and I recognized them from Facebook. And I was like, oh, hey, guys, you know. It's cool. It's like a real... Uh, you know, you see people, you kind of, you know, they come come up on your feed, and you kind of get a, a five millisecond of uh, of a life, you know, a picture, and and then you get to meet these people. It's great music, you know. If you look at it that way, it's also very intrusive and very. Um, it can be kind of a drag because there is that. There's always that small percentage of people who take advantage of it in a negative way and reach out uh, in ways that are inappropriate. Yeah, sure. But that's rare. rare. Tony, when you were growing up, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, and, and, and I've read as much as well, you know, that your mom was, was an accomplished opera singer. Yeah. I mean, you grew up, obviously, around that. I mean, how much of that was an influence or kind of contributed to you? And at what age did you kind of take the decision that, you know what, I think I may make a run at this, and this may be, you know, what I'm passionate and really interested in. Was that very, very early on for you? Well, when I really said I'm going to do this, I was probably uh, just barely turned 17 um, and honestly I guess in the back of my mind I sort of knew I could sing my whole life but I didn't really show anybody so when I moved to New York from California I was kind of I always sang in my car and, I, and it was summertime and I probably had the windows down and these two guys um, ran over to my car and, uh, and, and stopped me and I said, I thought they were going to kill me. They were like black hair, leather jackets, you know. Uh, they looked like they were, they looked like the guys who kiss without makeup on. And they said, are you the singer that's been driving around? And I'm like, anyway, they said, yeah, we've been hearing you like in the neighborhood singing. So that we have a band and would you come and rehearse with us this weekend? And I was in college. I just started college. I had a scholarship in photography. So I was going to follow my dad's footsteps. And I still love photography. Um, but uh, that's what did it. I went and played with those guys, and the bug bit me. And I didn't, you know, I mean, I couldn't think about anything else after that. Um, sorry, I just wanted to... Oh, we're good. Uh, so I didn't want to think about anything else after that. It was kind of like, once I got in the rehearsal room, and I sang on a microphone, and I, I got the... And the, the other thing was, in all fairness, there was so much positive feedback that I just ran with it. It was something that nobody was telling me. Everyone was telling me I was good at it. So I was like, well, if they all think I'm good at it, I'm going to run with this. Yeah. You know? And that's kind of why I did it. Yeah. You call it, maybe that's normal. You know, I don't know. So the, the band you and I loved it. The band you referenced, was that, I know at the time when you, you connected with the TNT guys, um, you know, you were, years later. You, you were in you know, quite a successful local band, is my yeah, understanding. Yeah, had a pretty decent following, could draw a few thousand people. And yeah, the Jackals. The Jackals. Um, and that was before Jackal. Yeah. Not um, to be confused. Not to be confused. And yeah, in fact, Johnny uh, Johnny Tempesta, who is in the cult now, the drummer, yeah. he was in that band. The Jackals were Yeah. Really? Yeah. And uh, it was a great band. And, um, you know, I, we really thought we had a shot, and, I, we, and we might have. But uh, you go where 
You go where uh, where the, when you're in this business, you go where the success. Yeah. You know. How much time did you have in taking that decision to about a week? Or is that is that right? Yeah. They they came backstage. It was Mike Varney. You know the famous Mike Carney and uh, and a manager that they had at the time in Long Island that he ended up not being there for very long after I came in. But they came backstage and they gave me a cassette. Side one was the entire Knights of the New Thunder album finished with the singer that they had on it. Side two was all the music without vocals. Here you go. You can write, you can change things, you can alter things, but the music is set, it's been recorded, it's done. Well, I came home at night with my bass player who we shared a, an apartment, and I was 21. And I didn't want to play it in front of him because it was kind of like, well, he, you know, we were in a band together. So he finally goes, well, are you going to play it? And I said, well, um, I didn't think that you'd want to you know, he goes, put it on. So I put it on, Seven Seas came blasting out, and I, it was, it blew my mind. I didn't say anything. He was quiet, sat there for a minute, and he goes, what are you gonna do? And I go, well, you know, and he goes, dude, he goes, you gotta go. He goes, listen to that guy play. So, yeah. Well, Tony, we wanna be respectful of your time. Listen, it's it's an honor to sit down and talk with you. We've all Thank been you. longtime fans. Thank you. And thank you so much for coming out to this, and I continue, man, to stay so active. It's, uh, you, you killed it last night. Thank you. Did you? Did you? Did y'all practice beforehand? No. <laughs> I mean, not even once. Wow. I never played with them. I never played a note with those guys. So. Well, thanks a lot, Tony, and uh, we'll have this up the next week or so. Okay.